Welcome back to the Adelaide Connected podcast. We are in episode eight and I'm with Jared Walsh. How are we, Jared? Very good. Happy New Year. I'm going to say that until we get to March, all right? Because uh, I just think it's important to um, embrace every time that I see you and we are here. The great thing about this podcast, if it's the first time you've been listening, um, we talk to arrows and boomerangs. Can you please once again go through the definition of what they are? Absolutely. Arrows are people who have never lived in South Australia before and have chosen South Australia to live and work in. Boomerangs are people who have lived in South Australia, moved abroad and have decided to return back. Today we talk to an international boomerang who grew up in South Australia and has, if, if you think about a LinkedIn profile or a resume, there's a fair bit going on, but it's part of a group of people that are bringing Live Golf to Adelaide in 2023, which let's be honest, there's been a, a fair bit of controversy surrounding the origins of this, but our conversation with Nick Haslam is about what it's going to do for the state. If you want to research the other stuff, you can do that. But for us, it's about the good things it's going to do and Nick's story about why he's chosen to live back in Adelaide. Yeah, and he's, he's got a great story. Like he came from um, professional services background. He then chose to go into the sports arena working for North Melbourne Football Club and then Melbourne Storm and then now has this amazing opportunity to run Live Golf here in South Australia. Um, not only are we looking at an amazing event here in Adelaide, but we're attracting talent here. We're attracting interstate and international visitors who might consider a move here. Are you good at golf? I am not bad at golf, to be honest, Jared. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm hideous. Okay. So let's not play golf ever together. Done deal. All right, but what we can do is have a chat to Nick Haslam, enjoy it. Make sure you share this on all of your socials as well if you do enjoy listening to it. And if you haven't heard any of the guests we've spoken to this season, go back and have a listen. There's some really inspirational people who are shaping the future of South Australia, if not um, have shaped the future of South Australia already. So here's Nick Haslam. Welcome, Nick. It's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you? Good, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. And welcome, Jared. Thank you. It's a very exciting time to be in South Australia. We're in 2023 now where um, usually we look forward to Mad March, but now it's basically the whole calendar's full of events here in South Australia, which is very exciting. We've farewelled the Tour Down Under, which was the first international kind of tour that we've had for a few years, which was a brilliant way of showcasing Probably the more regional parts of South Australia, even though there were some inner city stages, but we we turn our attention to Live Golf, which is one of the reasons Nick's here too, because this is going to be brilliant for South Australia, who once again, um, we're on the world stage at a at a tournament which is going to be here for the very first time at, at Grange, which mm-hmm. is one of the most beautiful golf courses. Before we get into your story about how you left South Australia and ended up making your way back here, um, tell us a little bit about Live Golf and how exciting it's going to be for the state. Thanks, Jared. Um, well, it's very exciting. It's a new format. It's a shotgun start, which means that it starts at 12.30 and finishes at 5.30. There's an after-event concert. The slogan that we use at Live is golf but louder um, and that essentially wraps it up in a sentence. So it's, it's awesome. It's very, you know, it all happens quickly, um, short condensed time, a little bit like IPL cricket or Big Bash or that's the idea that they're trying to bring to the sport. Um, and most importantly, it's got the best golfers that have come to Australia in a very long time. Um, they're all contracted to come. They will all be here 
and that just makes it a truly unique event for golf and for SA. And it's 54 holes, right? That's what LIV stands for? That's LIV in Roman numerals, Peter. That's correct. I didn't know that. That's amazing, so thank you. No, no worries. <laughs> oh, Peter got that. But. I think it's important for people to know that, particularly people who don't really know or play golf. That's um, right. It, it's And I, from what you've explained, Nick, it's all about, you know, people who might go to the cricket and might go and hang out at the back and, mm. you know, listen to music, have a bit of fun. It's a whole new element on golf, isn't it? That's exactly right. So a standard golf tournament would start at 9, 9.30 in the morning and go through till 6 and you'll have all the teams go off on the first hole. This is a shotgun start, which means that you'll have each group go off one of the 18 holes. They'll all go around together and then it will finish. So, yeah, it's just, um, and as I said, music, DJs on different holes. There's the party hole, um, which will be the 12th hole, um, where they'll have stands surrounding that hole. we have a great atmosphere. Um, so, yeah, it's just, yeah, really unique and very exciting. I like what you said, Peter, because when you break it down for people, it's a new audience where I feel that um, every sport almost internationally, uh, they've needed to have a look at the way that they operate in regards to um, the audience that they cater for, the people participating. And a lot of these sports now are going for either shorter formats or changing the narrative of what we know. So golf, I think it's really important because there is a younger demographic that could be really drawn into this. It's fast, it's exciting, it's engaging with Mm -hmm. things like a party hole. And that that almost blows up the traditionalist view of golf in the best way possible. And there's no one better to sell the sport than the best players in the world participating. That's right, Jared. And look, just on that, that comment about youth, that you can see in the stats we've got for ticket sales, it's um, 68% of purchases are under 45, which is, you know, 45 is a, a big number. I'm not so far away from that number myself. But traditionally at golf events you'd see a you know a much older demographic than that so that's truly just you know the stats are showing you that we've got some interest from a younger demographic and are the stats or the purchases so far are they people from interstate coming or is it mainly south australians it's uh it's 40 percent interstate which is exactly why the, the the state would invest in a product like this to attract interstate and international visitation so it's about 40 percent interstate five percent international um, but still a good contingent of South Aussies there, which we love to see. But it's, it's, it's awesome that we've attracted so many interstate visitors. There's gather around on the week before. Mm. Um, I think we've booked 900 hotel rooms ourselves in Adelaide over the course of the week. A lot of people we know and that we've spoken to, we haven't done the, the detailed numbers on this, but are here for gather around, going to stay for the week, attend live. So a great thing for the SA economy great. and great to be a part of. It's a really good spot for... The tourism too, because there are people that that travel from interstate or overseas, and thankfully we can do that now. That probably don't realise that Grange Golf Club's about fifteen hundred metres from the sand at Tennyson. Yeah, it's a little bit further from Grange Beach, where it's that's that's such a beautiful part of South Australia, where we're blessed to have so many great golf courses near the water. Yep. But Grange is immaculate. Where if you needed to go have a coffee, well, you could go to Joe's Cafe or head to the Grange Hotel and it's it's so close where it's such a picturesque landscape. So once again, we're selling our state and all eyes of the world are going to be on South Australia. Absolutely, Jared. I mean, I, there's, there's been a number of live um, guys and girls who've flown in each week to look at the site and plan attendance and traffic flow, but I've been taking them just a five-minute drive to Grange Beach for a look um, and they're blown away with just such a unique coastline here. 
Nick, I think it's brilliant that we actually have you back here in South Australia managing such an important event here in South Australia. Let's talk a little bit about you and we we would call you an international boomerang. You you left Adelaide. Um, Tell us a little bit about your time in London and then you, I believe, went to Melbourne and Sydney as well and then back to South Australia. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, Peter. Um, Yeah, so I... um did commerce here at Adelaide Uni and was an accountant at PwC. I went from here to do a secondment in London for two years in 08 and 09. Um, moved to Sydney there. I, had, I worked with a, a, a partner who had a relation, I worked with in Adelaide that was heading up a, a practice for PwC in Sydney. So I spent um, a number of years with him there. Um, and then I uh, had an opportunity to get into sports, what I really always wanted to do. Um, and I, I went to North Melbourne in, in Melbourne, so we moved um, after five years in Sydney to Melbourne, um, spent five years there, just under two years at the Melbourne Storm, came back here and have been doing some consulting in sport because um, yeah, after I did the stint at the Storm, I really wanted to move home to Adelaide, um, such a great place to um, to bring up kids and that's the stage of the life that I got to with my wife, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, we managed to find what's a really unique role for a massive international event here in Adelaide. So it's very exciting and great to be home. It's pretty fitting as well that you've got a South Australian taking care of what's going to be happening here with Live because I think um, a lot of the times with major sporting events, you have people flown in from overseas and yes, that's certainly a part of it. But to have that local connection wouldn't just make you proud, but also gives you a fair bit of IP and local knowledge about how the city works, yep. the areas that you need to go to and mm-hmm. even... I feel in South Australia, we're very much a relationship-based city where it is your relationships that help you progress further in in life and and business, but also the connections you make allow you to do that. So have you found that as an advantage so far in the preparation stages, the the who you know and the relationships you've built? Absolutely, Jared. Yep, it's been good. Um, You know, a big part of the remit with government is that we want to be using SA suppliers. So that's been a natural fit that I've got some relationships here. Um, Obviously love the city and the state, so it's really helped. You mentioned bringing your kids up in South Australia. Why is South Australia so appealing to raise children? We, well, I've noticed a bit of a theme in that. A lot of people return home. Um, the, the boomerangs specifically are the ones that are coming here at a particular stage of their lives. So mm-hmm. why, for your personal experience, is it a great place to have kids raised? Well, it's got amazing resources and everything you need. The schools are really good here. Um, the you know it's it's relatively flat when you walk around with kids on the bikes that that actually is a big positive compared to some other states and cities in Australia. Um, there's heaps to do. It's not as if you're coming to a sleep a sleepy town where there's not much on. And we've talked about live and gather round and tour down under and fringe festival. So there's always things to do. We've got an amazing oval. Um, we're lucky enough to um, uh, go to the beach all the time. Uh, we go down to Victor Harbour. Um, and even, you know, you can go to the Barossa, some of the country areas are awesome. We go to a farm up at Wisto quite regularly. So it sort of has everything on the door, on your doorstep. Um, it's clearly a little bit more affordable than some of the states, um, some of the cities on the eastern seaboard. Um, so I just, yeah, got a lot of ticks, I think, Jared, for me. And right time. And family as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got family here, two, two sets of grandparents. So, yeah, it's awesome. We, we had a brief chat a while ago off air about where you like to travel um, when you are in South Australia and you, you mentioned heading down south around the Victor Harbour region, mm-hmm. which is still, I still think it's a really nice 
growing area. I had a, a colleague over when we were working on the tour down under and I love when he visits because he's from Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a, a holiday home in Dramana and when he comes to South Australia, he likes to look around at places that if he lived here, he would purchase. So we go up to Stirling and he thinks, yeah, I'd like to buy there. Yep. We go up to Tanunda, I think that's beautiful. But as soon as we got to Port Elliot and Victor Harbour, he looked around and he said, this is the place that I would buy and want to have as a holiday home or even just live here. And I yep. feel that that's almost a hidden gem in South Australia where we don't, we don't appreciate Victor yeah. Harbour for what it is. Look, it's awesome and I love it. But, uh, you know, you talk to people and they say, oh, I love it here because that's where they grew up and, or, and I'm conscious of that. And, and on that point, so yes, Victor Harbour's awesome. Um, in terms of kids activities, we go on the cockle tram. Um, we, Catch the we go on the horse and cart over to Granite Island. We play golf there. There's lots of things to do, but equally, um, you know, there's great beaches all the way along the coast here in Adelaide. And, and um, Victor Harbour can sometimes be a bit overcast. And mm. on Australia Day, uh, we we were going to go to Victor, but it was too overcast, and we could go the other side of the hill to Port Wollonga Beach, which was 29 and sunny. Yeah. And I was like, "Gee, this place is awesome as well." I think we're, <laughs> we're we're really spoiled for choice. So yes, I'm obviously a Victor Harbour advocate, but there's so many great beaches here, um, and that was my little example of something that happened to me recently. Yeah. So we're very fortunate to have you back here in South Australia, Nick. What do you think we need to do as a state to attract global talent such as yourself to here? Uh, thanks for calling me global talent, Peter. Um, <laughs> never called uh, me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never been called that before, but thanks. Um, I uh, look. I think um, the investment the states made in events lately is a big pl- positive, and I'd encourage them to keep doing that. We're working closely with the South Australian Tourism Commission; they're a great team in there, um, and that is a big positive. I think talking up. Um, you know, the unique aspects. I know cybersecurity has been a big investment for this state. So I think finding some niche areas where we might be able to over-index and attract talent will be really important. Um, there's excellent education here, as I touched on as well. So I think um, yeah, if you look at those, uh, probably those three pillars, they're probably ones that, without thinking about it much, that's certainly, um, I know some people that have moved from interstate to be here who may not have even been here in the first place. And there's some real big positives, I think. I feel we need to get better as a public uh, as well in regards to appreciating what we have instead of what we don't have. And that continues to get better. So um, I'd love to get your insight from someone who's lived in different parts of Australia, but also on the other side of the world. We complain that we don't have a Grand Slam tennis tournament here. We don't have the F1s, which has always been a South Australian thing, which we never let go of. But if you look at what we do have, so Live could have been played anywhere in Australia and it's here. The Tour Down Under, anywhere in Australia and it's here. Gather Round, the very first Gather Round is in South Australia. There's a lot of things which are happening for the first time and we keep them here, which only speaks volumes of the state. Do you think sometimes we don't drill down into the impact an event can have. So we sometimes see it as, um, using live as an example, we sometimes see it as there's a golf event coming to Adelaide, I don't like golf, black and white. But as you said, already we're not even... Uh, we're not even close to the event yep. and you've, you're booking 900 hotel rooms like yep. for tourism, for hospitality, for everybody recovering via sport, yep. every industry is going to be impacted for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
we should all be proud of these events that we that it, that are coming here, and we should all do our best to attend. Attending is going to be hard because we can't sell any more tickets at this point in time, but we're trying to increase that. But I think it's just great for the state to get behind it and be proud of it, and um, we'll we'll try and make some noise in the media. Um, but yeah, it's truly unique. There's people interstate that are like, "Gee, how did Adelaide get that?" Um, well, let's let's make it a really awesome event and and activate as best we can, not just at the course but in the city, and let's hold on to it. I think that that's what um, Jared was talking to as well. Like, I, it's excellent that we are bringing uh, interstaters and people internationally here to South Australia, and it's 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 putting us on the scale from a tourism perspective. But then there's also this attracting people but retaining them here as mm, well. Yep. How do we continue to retain talent here and keep people um, wanting to grow and flourish here in South Australia? What's your viewpoint on that? Well, I think once people come here and they see how good it is, the state can, you know, it can, it speaks for itself because there's so many awesome things to do here. Um, that's probably the first point is attracting them back and then they can be here and realise how good it is. I think having these, going back to it again, it's a bit rhetorical, I'm a bit repetitive rather, but people want to come back to attend awesome events and like WOMAD, for example, I think um, Bonnevere's playing there this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, uh, and the, the Velo 500 just before Christmas, there are these things that can attract people here and when they're here, which is a big part of the SATC remit, is let's make sure they stay and they have a really good time. Um, in terms of it, it keeping the talent here, just making people realise that it's really not very hard to go to Sydney or Melbourne for a trip and people are travelling overseas all the time. It's a great, a great gateway. You can fly direct to Doha and then on to London from here. You can fly to Singapore. So it's truly an international city um, and you can make people realise that it's you know a lot to do. It's affordable. Um, there's awesome international events. So it has a lot of ticks and I think once people are here and they can stay here just for a matter of a few months... They realise it's a it's a great place to be, and they won't want to leave. One of the things I find when people go and live overseas or interstate, they still have a connection to South Australia, whether that's purchasing a Barossa Shiraz from the eastern states, or yep. um, saying Lego when you're going and living in um, the UK, even though it's pronounced Lego. But we can have that conversation later, Peter. Um, <laughs> What's the most South Australian thing that you did when you moved back here? Good question, Jared. I mean, I come back a lot. <laughs> so, um, could be having a schooner off the wood at the Port Elliott Hotel. See, that's very that's, South Australian. That's perfect. I love that. <laughs> oh, and what are the things I find when we get people from interstate, they're like, well, what is a schooner and what's a pint? And then where's the pot? They We do things very differently here in South Australia. And that's one of the things I... Um, I love about living here because we are we are unique. Um, what does an ideal South Australian weekend look like for you when you're not taking calls on bookends of the day? I would uh, wake up on a Saturday morning, and in fact, no. First of all, on a Friday night, I'd go into the city and um, go to Fagazi for dinner, and then I'd go out to Peel Street for a few, you know visit a few bars. Um, in the morning, I'd wake up with my kids and go to my favourite restaurant, uh, sorry, cafe in Clarence Park, Arroy Boy, which has just opened. You yes. should get there if you haven't been there. Rachel Cotton was on one of our previous podcasts. Ah, that's her husband's right. visit. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. It's a great little cafe that's just opened. Um, the, the owner of that is a friend of mine that also owns um, High Tide in Semaphore. Um, and, and, in fact, the fit-out that was just completed at Arroy Boy was done by Fora Build. So if, you, if you're a fan of 
cafe fit out. It's worth checking that out. Um, I would then go up to Wisto. It's a beautiful little um, town um, just in the Adelaide Hills um, and spend some time at a, at a farm and quarry that we go to quite regularly up there. I'd potentially take the kids to the... Uh, the, the farm barn at uh, Handorf. Oh, that's nice there, yeah. I'd go to Sidewood for a quick wine tasting um, in Handorf and then I would go down to uh, Victor Harbour and I would catch the cockle tram over to Granite Island and back. I'd, uh, no, that'd be the horse tram. I'd catch the cockle tram to Goulburn and back um, and I'd probably come back and have... Uh, it's 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 been a busy weekend at this point, yeah, mate. Far out. <laughs> I would then come back and go to Vic Park Social for a Sunday afternoon drink with the kids, and then um, have an early dinner. That sounds amazing. It's very busy though. You're almost busy. I think you're doing wine tasting. You've been to the pub a few times, so you've got a driver. Which <laughs> yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> going well, to beautiful restaurants. Yep. Off to the beach. Off to the farm. But I then like there's there's still a lot of things I've left off there as well. I could have played golf. I didn't do that. Yep. Um, I could have gone to a, a music festival. I didn't do that. So that's just one perfect weekend, Jared. But the, the, the benefit is there's plenty more things we could do here. Great answer, Nick. I like it. And is there any particular podcasts or anything that you listen to or, or anything that keeps you um, motivated when you're not working? Apart from this one. Apart from the Adelaide Connected podcast. Yeah. The Broombrang edition. Is that what we're on? Um, look, I listen to the Fear and Greed Business podcast, which is a, a lighter way to look at your daily business news. Um, I also listen to the Scorecard, by which a good friend of mine, Liam Flanagan, um, does every morning, which is a sports mm-hmm. podcast for five minutes. Um, what else do I do? I just listen to Spotify, whatever's on my playlist, uh, and I go for a run, take the dog for a run. Well, we love it and we're glad that you're back here in South Australia. The the intention of this podcast is speaking to people who have decided to move here or move back here. And um, I think Lift Golf is going to be really exciting. There's obviously been a lot of external noise surrounding it, which um, I personally feel if you drill down and you listen to external noise about every decision or everything in life, then you can always find things that don't agree with it. Um, I think it's going to be great for the state. I think as a sports fan, we get to see, you know, the best golfers in the world coming to South Australia, which means we've got a chance to bring them back because they'll fall in love with the city. Yep. We know that. And we're going to put on a show. Um, so congratulations for the, the build-up. I know there's a big team and you're a part of that. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. Grange is in, in my neck of the woods too. So um, we're looking forward to getting the free tickets from you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sold-out tickets. Yeah, yeah. Well, We'll we'll have to see what we can do, but I'd I'd love you guys to be there. Thanks so much for having me uh, on the podcast. Thanks, Nick. We're very fortunate to have you.